The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the NASCAR Hall of Fame, where fans can see the sport's history in person. It's also where we'll spend the next hour with Xfinity Series star Elliot Sadler. And he brought a car along with him. We'll unveil his Darlington throwback scheme. It's all coming up on NASCAR America. Elliot Sadler driving the one main Camaro for Junior Motorsports. I got to make it quick then. Three things that you don't know about me. One, I'm probably the world record holder at the Toy Story ride at Disney World in Orlando. I hold a couple records at South Boston Speedway, counting most bologna burgers even in one night. Is this where we need to have it at? And three, when I grow up, I want to be a basketball coach. Your side skirt is illegal right now. It's sticking way too far out. What is my biggest pet peeve? And you can ask anybody that works around me, being late. Do not be late. Be early, if anything. You have time to hang then if they're going to say your name last. They, they might, but you're doing such a good job with the brick. You're doing great. I don't want to mess it up. But the hair looks beautiful. Who is my celebrity crush? Mm, Blake Shelton. How can you not have him as your celebrity crush? <laughs> I think you can see from that, we're going to have fun over the next hour, aren't we? Marty Snyder here with Jeff Burton, Hall of Famer, Dale Jarrett, and of course our very special guest, Elliot Sadler. Good to have you in the fold here, man. Uh, you know what you're in for for the next hour? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm watching. I know, what's, I know what's going to happen in the next hour. Uh, we're going to have some fun, no doubt about it. Can't wait to see your Darlington paint scheme, by the way. You you paid tribute last year to DJ. Can't wait to see who it's true it this year. Out, and it's, it's got a good story behind it, too, so I can't wait for the fans at home to see it. It's going to be very, very got good. a much bigger name this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, a tease uh, from Del Jarrett. Yeah. There you go. And what, what bigger name can they get than you? So well, it worked much. pretty well last year, though, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it worked yeah, very yeah. well. Wound yeah. up winning yeah. the Darlington race. So, hey, let's talk about 2017. How's the season been so far? I mean, you have such a, a big points lead in the Xfinity Series. I'm, I'm assuming it's gone very well. It has. It's, it's gone great. And uh, we've, we've been so consistent, I think, each and every week. We've been fast on all different types of tracks. We have had a couple races we think get away from us early in the season, like Richmond and, and Talladega and places like that, where we probably things would have gone a little bit differently. We probably could have won the race, but we've already clinched to make it into the playoffs. We feel really good that we're going to get the number one seed going into playoffs to get those 15 extra bonus points that I think that will come into play uh, dur during the playoff season. But all in all, we feel like we're peaking at the right time. Honestly, in the last month, I felt like we've run better at, at these other tracks we've been to. We're coming off a really good run at Bristol. So I definitely see us trending in the right direction. So as long as you've been there at Junior Motorsports, the changes, I mean, just the change. We can watch it on the racetrack unfold before our eyes, but just seeing everything happen internally, how has that been for you to see the people and, and everybody make such a great effort to put great cars on the racetrack every week? You know, and people ask me that all the time. I think it's so neat racing for somebody that races. Yeah. I think Dale and Kelly know that they need to give us the best things we can have to, to perform on the racetrack. And that's what Dale Jr. told me when I first went to work for him. He said, trust me. 
trust me, I'm going to give you Kevin Mendering. I'm going to give you a great bunch of guys. They're going to give you the best equipment we can, and we believe you can do it. And we've been able to do that. And honestly, this year going to four teams, we all know that been in the business, anytime you expand in racing, it sometimes is very difficult. Yeah. But our guys worked hard. They put in the extra hours, and we were able to do it, I think, seamlessly. And we got three guys in the top three right now, and our cars are fast. So Junior Motorsports is doing a great job of giving us fast cars each and every week. Kevin and I seem to be on the same page week in and week out of being consistently fast and, and very consistent. And, and we're starting to get a qualifying better, which I think makes a big difference for these stage races. So uh, all in all, things are, like I said before, trending in the right direction, direction and we got some confidence. Well, you look, you look and seem so relaxed at the racetrack now. And I know that that, you know, everybody says a racetrack's a fun place to be and all that. But it's fun, but it's stressful too. But I noticed that this year in particular, I just feel like every time I see you, you're having fun, you're relaxed. You and Kevin seem to be getting along. Is that a per is that perception right? That is 100% right. And I tell you why, Jeff. Um, I took things for granted early in my career. I had a great situation at the Wood Brothers that I kind of took for granted at a young age. I had a great situation at Yates Racing, especially with DJ as my mm -hmm. teammate. And when you're that young, you don't really realize how good you got it because you don't really realize how bad it can be. And then when I got myself in a situation uh, later on in my cup career and I really feel like, realized how miserable I was as a driver, now full circle, I'm in a great company car. Uh, I'm very good friends with my owners. I feel like my team is one of the best teams at the racetrack and we're all on the same page, there's no drama, we're all communicating in, uh, in the same language, yes, that makes it fun and I'm appreciating it more. I'm, I'm not afraid to show everybody how much fun we're having. Yes, we're still working hard, but man, we're having fun doing it. Is it hard for you to believe that you have over 800 starts in the three main <laughs> series? Crazy? I mean, <laughs> my gosh, I mean, I remember when we all kind of, seems like we all kind of started together, but I mean, 800 starts, that's, that's insane. That's a lot. It doesn't, <laughs> you're not that old, man. It doesn't man. seem like that many. It yeah. really does. You know, when somebody brought that to my attention this year, it's like, yeah, this is your 800th start. I'm like, how many? <laughs> but it doesn't really feel like that. And I don't look at it like that. I look at it at, you know, this year as itself. And I look at, you know, the next race that we go to, Road America, and then we're going to go to Darlington. I don't really look at it at you know as 800 starts. You know, it's funny. I was talking to William Byron before Daytona. We share a lot of information, and they were like, "Well, you know, Elliot, you have like 67 starts at Daytona." I'm like, "67? <laughs> I, like I just got here. I just got here. When did that happen?" Yeah. So um, I don't really try to look at it that way. I still want to feel like I'm young, and I want to feel like uh, I'm still enjoying this, and I'm still looking forward to going to the racetrack. So. 800 starts is great, and look, it's very humbling to me to be from a small town in Virginia to be able to make it to this part of a, a sport that I grew and loved as a kid. So it's very humbling to have 800 starts. So when you look at that, you've won in all three of the series there, so, so that's great that you're able to do that. Not everybody can say, not very many can say right. that, but as you try to get this championship in the Xfinity Series, you've been so close. I mean, every year that you've been here with it, it seems like that someone comes along and has a just a little bit better season than what you have. Uh, do you feel like maybe that, again, this is your best opportunity, but the problem might be is racing two teammates to get that? It is. And, you know, three of the last six seasons, we finished second in the points, and it's been very heartbreaking. And last year, and I hate to be one of these people, under the old point system, <laughs> you know, we'd have won easy. But, it's you know, I know it's a whole new dynamic. It's a whole new point system. It's a whole new playoff system, which, in my opinion, is great for the fans. I feel like we were in great position last year, and then I couldn't have my crew chief 
uh, at yeah. Homestead. Right. And I think, you know, that, that hurt a little bit. This year, I really think we're in that same boat again. We've got some momentum on our side. You know, we're racing really hard against Justin and William, those guys. And I really do want to win a championship 100%. I want to do it for my mom and dad. Yeah. They sacrificed so much when I was growing up to, to give me the opportunity. And look, you guys are going through it now. Yeah. To, to, for your kids to give them that great opportunity, and you want to be able to give back to them. And I think to give them that championship would mean more to me than anything I've ever done in my life. Big picture, one of the things that I've watched uh, your career and the thing that I've really been impressed with was I think a lot of people forget, especially younger people, don't realize how long you were in the Cup Series. And you're a yeah. Cup winner. You won races at the Cup level and got to a place where you, you, you had a choice to make. You could either get out of the sport or you could take a step and go to the Xfinity Series. You chose to take the Xfinity Series route. And when you did that, you did it, it appeared to me you did it with passion. You did it with, I still want to race. And I, I appreciate that because a lot of people just want to be here because they want to be at the Cup Series. Right. And, and anything else won't work. But you didn't take that approach. Why didn't you take that approach? Well, I had some, I had some conversation with this man right here <laughs> beside me for a little while about that because he kind of went through that early in, in, in his career, going up, down, and then really getting to excel back up in the Cup Series. This is too hard. Racing is too hard not to be happy. Racing is too hard to show up with a, with a knife at a gunfight or however you want to word it. So I just felt like at the time in the situation I was in, taking a step going in the Xfinity Series with Kevin and Delana Harvick at the time, who gave me a great opportunity. I would not be sitting here talking to you today if it wasn't for Kevin and Delana Harvick giving me that opportunity to take a step back, go in the Xfinity Series in great equipment with the great people surrounding uh, me, and it was just more fun. I get asked this all the time. Hey, man, we'd love to see you back in the Cup Series one day. And I'm like, I'm having so much fun where I'm at right now. <laughs> I, I don't want to go back yeah, there. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in a great situation, a great place. I get more time at home with my wife and yeah. kids. So now, I, you know, we, we joke and, and laugh about how much stuff I do during the week with ball and soccer <laughs> and all that stuff. But I think being in the Xfinity Series lets me do that. So, so it's, excuse me, but explain to the fans why it's different. I, I think that. I think that the fans don't understand the pressure and how difficult the Cup Series is. So why is it different? Why does it feel different in the Cup Garage versus the Xfinity Garage? Well, it's way more pressure on everybody, not only the drivers, but the crew chiefs, the crews, the, the pit guys. Every, it's so much more pressure over there. It's so many good teams, so many good drivers. And it's, I hate to say this, it's almost a cutthroat business on the Cup side. And we're seeing it. I hate to say this, and this year with a lot of good drivers looking yeah. for rides and maybe yeah. on their way yeah. out. I mean, it's just the way that it works in our sport. We don't see that on Xfinity Series. Yes, it is competitive. Yes, we have guys trying to make their names and do these things, but it's just not to the level the Cup Series is. And, it, and if you're not in a good situation with a good team and a good morale and everybody communicating and going in the same direction, Cup racing is hard and it's tough. And look, we've, look, we've yeah. all seen there, been there, done that. And the fans at home probably don't understand that part of it. That a lot of the guys that you see racing on Sundays right now, and I'm friends with all, a lot of them, are miserable. Hmm. They're miserable because they're not, maybe don't have the team to run up front and win races and compete with Martin Truex or Kyle Busch every week. And it's hard. If you want to be a competitor and compete every week to win, which is what I want to do, 
I feel like I have a better chance of doing that in the Xfinity Series. At so the end of the day, that job is harder than people probably realize, right? Yeah. And at the end 100%. of the day, it's a trophy and money in your bank account, wherever it comes from, That's whichever right. series. I mean, and, and having fun, you can't put enough emphasis on that uh, from uh, the standpoint that you have to enjoy this because when it when it becomes too much like a job, it's no fun and you don't do as good a job behind the wheel. You don't look forward to it. That's right. And one big difference between a stick and ball sport and racing is we have one winner and 39 losers. Yeah. Yep. The percentage is not in your favor to win a race. It is very hard yeah. to win a race in NASCAR these days at, at all three divisions. Well, to that point, you and I were having a conversation then a couple weeks ago, and you told me that you, you put way too much pressure on yourself, even the Xfinity Series last year, and you're approaching it differently this year. How and, and why? That's a, that's a good question. So what I learned last year, I was putting so much emphasis on every race during the regular season last year. We were trying to do this, and yes, we want to win races, but if, if I messed up on pit road, if I didn't maybe make a pit adjustment right or whatever, I really beat myself up and then by the time we got to the playoffs man I was ready and having fun but I'm like man we just started all over mm -hmm. I just lost 70 points we're all even again now I got to put out this much effort again and this year I, I think I've learned and Kevin too has been we're not letting ourselves get too high and we're not letting ourselves get too low because we know once we get to Kentucky in the real race and really begins in the playoff, and that's we're going to use all of our emotions all the way through, uh, you know, all the way to Homestead. So that's the biggest thing I learned from last year. It's not that the, you're trying any differently, but it's just emotionally. I'm not letting myself go through all the peaks and valleys of each and every week of a long season. Mm -hmm. So now when I get to the playoffs and I get to a race, I feel like I'm going to have some in reserve. So, so I'm going to get my notepad out and make notes. How do you do that? I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, I'm not going to let – the bad time get me down but how do you if you worried about it that much how do you turn it how do you turn that switch and change how you're looking at it well it's funny when I was looking at it on TV and I was watching these cup guys go through the chase because we were not in the chase yet in the Xfinity series it's like man they sure are getting mad at each other all of a sudden <laughs> you know and all this emotion all this. man wonder why it's the same guys racing each other and then when we got into it last year, especially when we got down towards the last, you know, the second round for us, when we got to like Phoenix and Texas, mm -hmm. man, the pressure just built up. Yeah. And the time I got to Homestead, you know, man, we were there and we wanted to win, but I felt like we'd given up so much energy through the, through the whole thing. And this year I just didn't want to do it. And, and it's probably hard to explain, but some of the races we went to this year, we didn't run good. And instead of just saying, man, what in the world? We got to change this, we got to change that. We just like, that race, that, you know, that track's not really in the chase. We'll take what we can. We learn from it, good and bad, and we'll just we'll just move on. And we're just not really focusing on maybe what we did wrong or what we did bad. We're just going to learn from it, not worry about it, and kind of wipe it off and move on. Well, lots of good stuff to come from Elliot Sadler on this NASCAR America edition. In fact, coming up, we're going to talk about Elliot's racing roots. How did he get started in all this anyway? And also his very athletic past. I mean, the man lettered in five sports in high school. We'll also have our drivers meeting where Elliot. DJ and Jeff will unveil his Darlington paint scheme honoring a true NASCAR legend. And hey, you fans can get involved as well. Make sure you hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskElliot. Send us your questions. He'll ask to answer those later in the show. More to come on NASCAR America. NASCAR America is brought to you by new Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for one full year.
After the annual summer break, Formula One is back on NBCSN this Sunday. It's Vettel versus Hamilton as the World Championship hits Belgium. It's the Belgian Grand Prix this Sunday, 7.30 Eastern AM, of course, on NBCSN. Elliot Sadler is, of course, a part of a four-car team at Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. Last season, both he and Justin Allgaier made the Xfinity Championship four. And this year, they welcome two new teammates, Michael Annette and 19-year-old William Byron. Junior Motorsports has three of its four drivers qualified for the playoffs. William Byron and Justin Allgaier locked in with wins, while Elliot mentioned a moment ago he clinched his spot on points last week at Bristol. As for Mike Lynette, he sits 11th in the playoff standings right now. Elliot Sadler and his boss, Dale Earnhardt Jr., well, they've been friends since their teenage years when they competed against each other in the late model ranks. When Sadler came on board at Junior Motorsports, Elliot said winning race, or Earnhardt said, winning races is great, but when you do it with your friends, it's even better. And I would assume that would be the case, right, Elliot? So what is it like to drive for Dale Earnhardt Jr. when you're such close friends and, and have been competitors in the past as well? And I, I think you hit it right on the head, and, and he and I talked about this. It, it, it's fun racing our sport, and it's fun being competitive, and it's fun winning. But when you can do it with people that you really honestly care about and you've been friends for such a long time, that's what it means the most. When, when he... When we first started talking about this, and he's like, I still believe in you. I still believe you can do this. We're going to give you the right car and the right opportunity to make this happen. And we've been friends forever, man. Let's make, let's, you know, let's make it count. And I think when we won that race at Talladega and we got to share that moment and kind of look each other in the eyes and be like, man, we, we, we did this. It's not we can do this. We, we did do this. And that, that kind of, kind of jumpstarted our season last year. But it really made me feel good. And the next time I was around Kelly and we were talking about the, the good old days and all the things we'd done <laughs> together, and but now winning races together at, at this part of our careers and this part of our life just was very special to all of us. And when you see that organization and when you first came there, we, we touched on this a little bit, but things have changed. I mean, uh, you're the one that's they're still there. Others have come through and gone on uh, to, to other things. And, of course, you look at Chase, who had you know a couple of uh, – won his championship and a couple of good years there. But now you've got a young man there in William Byron uh, to, to see him. And I know it's tough for drivers to talk about drivers, but it has to be pretty cool to see this kind of unfold right before your eyes because he's going to be a star. Yeah, he, that kid is special. And I remember last year Ryan Pemberton coming to me and going look I got a question for you you know there's an opportunity we think we can get this Byron kid over here will you help him and I said sure of course I will I want to be that guy because I had that guy you know I had a Jeff Green when I started I had Dale Jarrett I had people I could lean on all the time that you always can kind of help the the learning curve uh speed it up a little bit and but that kid has got it he's got the intelligence he's got the smarts he keeps his car in one piece all the time, and he's a student of the game. Look, I've been in meetings with young kids that come along, and we've been in the meeting, and the kids are still playing on their phone. I'm in a meeting with William, and he's taking I – mean, really, I mean, that honestly 100% happens. And he's still learning, taking notes. He has great questions. We usually sit beside each other on the airplanes, and, and we're talking about things for that particular weekend. I can't help him drive the car faster, but I can help him maybe with restarts and getting on pit road and maybe things to think about on Friday to maybe make your car better for Saturday. The kind of the mental aspect of it, of what to expect. And uh, he's been able to reciprocate a bunch of stuff as well. So I, all in all, it's, it's been a great team atmosphere over there. And we definitely want to keep that going all the way to Homestead. So you talk about kids and their phone, make sure your phones are put on silent. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, sorry, yeah. 100%. <laughs> so, so every time I look up, you and Justin Algar are racing each other. <laughs> I mean, every race, it seems like every lap, you guys are together all the time. And that's hard. 
I mean, yes, it, yeah. it's 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 the sign of your your team's working well, but at the same time, it's hard. How do you guys handle that? So far, it's been good, and I think Justin and I, being the leaders of the team, and especially me being by your stat you just showed, me being the oldest, <laughs> you know, I, I got to lead we by example. I, I, actually, Sorry. I was doing the math. I was thinking you were as old as two of them were when you combined their oh, ages, but you, you beat them. Get, but they didn't. It wasn't quite just there. Just a but couple it was years. Close. It was close. But I think we can race each other hard, but still race each other clean. And I'll give you an example of how that works. Is Today in the shop, my team was pulling down one of the nine cars uh, chassis while they were at Charlotte testing, and mm. we all help each other. It's open book, open communication. Justin knows what I have in my car 100% of the time and vice versa, and we still share notes. We feel like we've got to be the leaders, and let's help each other as much as we can. And we, we it is hard. It's definitely hard racing each other all the time because he wants to beat me, and I want to beat him when it comes down to it. But we think the best way to do that is helping each other first. I've been on race teams before where a driver would draw a line in the sand in the shop. Mm. And it'd be like, you know, I'm not going to tell you the truth and you're not going to tell me the truth. But I've used this same analogy. This man right here told me back in uh, 2003 when I started r racing with him, no matter what, we're not going to lie to each other, period. If the drivers do not lie to each other and we tell each other the truth, everybody else will follow suit. And that's the same agreement I've had with every teammate since that time. I want to know about this guy and being teammates with him and the oh, bond right. you guys created right away <laughs> because you guys had a special bond from day one. Even before you really were his teammate, you had a special remember, bond. You're on TV when you <laughs> turn around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, tell any, don't tell any of those <laughs> stories, okay? I, I yeah. just think the, the biggest thing I want fans to know about Dale Jarrett and, and what was so special to me last year with the throwback to, to Darlington is when I showed up at Darlington for the first time ever in 1996, to test, he was there testing for the Winston Million. I mean, he had cars, they had cars <laughs> thrown out everywhere. Some had 88 on them, some yeah, had 28 yeah, on them. Yeah. You know, some of those cars, and I went up to Dale, and he didn't know me from Adam, I don't think, and I was like, man, you know, I've never been here before. You know, do you have any ideas, anything to help me with? And he pretty much put me in his car, and rode me around, and, and showed car. me, his rental car, and yeah. showed me, you know, everything that was going on with the track, and then, and would check on me periodically, and I'm like, man, these guys, and they're, they're really nice. These, these cup guys are really nice. And then you soon find out yeah. that everybody's not like that. But that's what made last year's Darlington win uh, so, so special. So the biggest thing I learned from, from DJ, I think, is you can race each other hard, but I think you can do it in a good way. You can help your teammate, which brings the whole team up better. You can't draw a line in the sand and have two, two different teams for the same company. So that's one of the things I learned. And that's what made that right there at Darlington last year so special. I, you know, you've had some great moments. You've had some huge wins, being able to win for some big names in the sport from the Wood Brothers on down. But you've also had some hard hits, Elliot. And I, we want we wanted to show a few of those. And Thank I you. Mean, well, I mean, <laughs> not to remind you, but yeah. well, I, I won't remember them anyway. I think <laughs> great points is that you're in such great shape. You know, I mean, obviously they all hurt. But this one, this one at Pocono is the one that I remember. And I'm, I'm not sure you want to walk us through this, but I walk will 100% walk you through this. So as a driver, if you've wrecked as many times as I have. Oh, Ooh, that's a hard hit right in the corner. Hmm. So I get hit from behind by my teammate, by the way. Ah. It sends me sliding through the grass. Where you're kind of thinking, well, I'm going to hit kind of like this. It's not going to hurt. If you've hit the wall a few times, you kind of know how the hard, how the hit's going to be. I didn't know it was a V in the corner. When I hit, I was like, oh, God, what was that? Uh. And I hit it so much harder than I thought I was going to be. Right. I was all bruised and everything. And I just won the truck race the day before. Mm. And then we had, then that happened, and my wife was there, and my son Wyatt was just born, and he was there. And uh, Katie Kenseth, Matt Kenseth's wife, called my wife and went and kind of looked after my son while Amanda came to the, 
uh, Enfield Care Center. So it was neat that family side of it. Right. But that was definitely a hard hit. But I remember it like it happened yesterday yeah. because I remember just going, okay, it's going to be kind of a hard hit. This is going to hurt. But and then when I hit, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Not knocked good. all the breath out of me. Which one was worse, Pocono or Talladega, which we're going to show right here, which everybody remembers huh. the Talladega. It still gets played to this day. Every fan remembers Talladega <laughs> for some reason. And I remember what happened uh, during it. That was one of the fastest cars I ever had. But I remember flipping and how dark it would get when you're going upside down, how mm. dark it was. And I remember right there sitting and it was grass all over me. It's like I've been gardening. And what, <laughs> and what happened was when I flipped, it cut the radio wire because the radio wire was run through the roof at the time. Right. And it cut it so they didn't have any communication with me. So they were yelling for me, I guess, and yelling for me, and I wouldn't answer. So I think that scared everybody. Looks like you got better at flipping on this. I got back on my Once you practice, I got to practice. Look, one thing, and I tell people this all the time, the one thing about flipping that's bad is you don't have any control of the car, right? When you're up, you're just, you're flipping. When you're wrecking and you're hitting the wall, you still feel like, even though you really don't, you still feel like I'm doing something. Yes. I can kind of correct it. But when you start flipping, the biggest thing is, you know, I'm kind of tall trying to get my head down and away from it. But yeah. I did get better the second time. Yeah, the first one there on the back stretch, I, I went by that because the last thing I saw was him up in the air and as his teammate. And then so I kept asking, uh, how's Elliot? Yeah. And because of that radio cord coming undone, mm. I had no idea. You know, so that was pretty agonizing to go through that. When you become good friends with somebody, that's the hard part of racing with them and seeing things like that happen. You know, it's a weird part of that. I had such a good run up through the middle. <laughs> Dale Jr. came to block me late. I can't wreck Dale Jr. at Talladega. <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah, so I hung the left. Bad. That would and be I, bad. And I went right across Kurt Busch's nose, and there you go. DJ, real quick, DJ brought up a great point, though, that, that <laughs> how much of a role did fitness play in all that? Because you've always been yeah. very fit. You bounce back from both of those accidents right away. Yeah, I think it's helped me that I played so many sports growing up that my body was used to going through all those different kind of things. I wasn't a guy that just raced. I did mm -hmm. so many different things that put my body through a lot of different uh, uh, obstacles, you know, playing so many different uh, ball sports in high school. And I think now my, my body uh, is, is in better shape. I've learned, I think we've learned over the years in racing to learn how to take care of our bodies definitely better than when we first started. But I think it definitely played a big part in it being, being so athletic. Guess what, what we're going to talk about next? Whatever you want. All those all those multiple athletes all right. and sports you played. So you did such a fantastic job in high school. That's what we're going to bring up next from being a star in high school in so many different sports to a career in NASCAR where he's driven for some of the biggest names in the sport. Elliot Sadler owns a very unique racing resume. We'll go into his racing roots when NASCAR America returns. Since 1954, STP has been on the leading edge of performance, helping engines run better longer. For the latest info on NASCAR, visit NBCSports.com slash Inside the Garage. Elliot Sadler is just one of 29 drivers to earn a victory in each of NASCAR's top three series. He started racing at the age of seven in go-karts. Both he and older brother Hermie would carry on the racing tradition established by their father, Herman. Elliott's done a lot on and off the track in his career, from winning races to receiving 18 college scholarship offers and even a little acting on the side, like starring in Blake Shelton's music video, Some Beach. Driving down the interstate, running 30 minutes late, singing Margaritaville and minding my own. Some foreign car driving dude with a road rage attitude pulled up beside me talking on his cell phone. 
Nice appearance in the video, by the way. How about that? You know? I think you've done that to me before. <laughs> yeah. Not in the video, though. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you and Blake, I mean, you know, obviously he does our song that we come on the air yeah. to every week, but you guys are, are really close friends. How'd that friendship really start? Well, it started back in Atlanta, like about the year 2000. He was down doing a concert with Hank Williams Jr., and he was just mm. opening for Hank. And he sent word through a PR person that he would like to come to the race. Would I like to come to the concert? So we went, and I showed up, and he's the same Blake now as he was then. So mm -hmm. I went and watched him, and we hung out a little bit, and just kind of re, you know, kind of started a great friendship that we, you know, we still have today. Such a good guy, so so much fun to be around. Huge race fan. His dad was a huge race fan, a huge Dale Jarrett fan. Ah. I, I know, I know, Dale knows that story. Uh, but just definitely a good guy, and, and wish him nothing but the best. But he uh, he pays attention to the racing world each and every weekend. That's good because we we have a song every weekend. That's so right. I hope he pays a little bit of attention. So there he, uh, you are wishing him a happy birthday. That was at so. one of his concerts. Ah, okay. <laughs> you've been to a few. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Very a few. He good. called my bluff at a concert one time. He had one at Richmond, and I'm like, man, I can sing. Let me sing. <laughs> oh, no. And, you know, it's sold out. He's like, okay, I'm going to pull you up. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, pull me up. I'm, I'm going to sing. So halfway through the concert, he shuts the whole concert down. All right, I got a special guest coming to sing a song. <laughs> Pull me up on stage. I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not singing. <laughs> no, you go ahead. So can you sing? I mean, you, no. Oh, okay. I, I know. Not a bit. Not huh? even that night. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not that right, night. Right, exactly. Perhaps. Um, exactly. All right, well, let's talk about the racing career, how it all got started. Age seven, go-karts, you and Hermie. When did it go from just having fun to being, hey, let's let's be serious about this? Right. You know, uh, so Hermie got his go-kart first, and I'm, I'm, I'm like the little brother. Brother, that my brother got one and so then I needed one so at seven years old I started racing you see the picture right there I had no idea that was actually at Langley Speedway and we used to race through the infield that's at Barnesville Georgia so I started my go-karting career and we got to race on different types of road courses we won some state championships and I got to I was 14 15 years old and my brother started racing late models well then he got a, a bush deal for Don Beverly to drive the Virginia's for lovers car yeah and that kind of opened up his late model racing race cars so I went to dad and was like man I'd like to try it and mm -hmm. that's kind of how we went from go-karts to late models Hermie really paved the way for me, especially early in my career. So you have to tell us how Herman and Miss Bell are doing, because we hear about yeah, them all the time, they, and they're, they're the ones that have been behind all of this. 100%. They're doing good. My mom has been through a lot uh, in, in the last couple uh, years, and it's, it's been tough, but she's doing good now and, and on the man, and they watch every single race, and they'll come. Usually my dad will stop by my house on Sundays and be <laughs> like, good job, or what in the world were you thinking? <laughs> That's kind of what I get. So they're my biggest fans and my biggest support group, and my brother and I are very fortunate of how much they've given us in our career to, to get us to this point, and we want to repay them as much as we can. I think I have my dad's intensity uh, in the race car, and I think I have my mom's personality out of the race car, where she just she's fun and, and yeah. living life and, and, and just wants to enjoy it the best way she can. So I definitely have a, a lot of my parents in me right now. Well, I... I Taking the subject a little more serious, what is the record for Baloney Burgers at South Boston? <laughs> 16. 16. So, and is it still in play? Are you still the Bologna Burgers? As far as I know, I think it's still in play. I'll, I'll have to text Kathy Rice so and to be ask clear, her. 16 Bologna Burgers so is the equivalent of eating 16 quarter pounders, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, explain yeah, to the folks there. at home what a bologna burger is because most of them don't know. What? So, <laughs> we would eat. We <laughs> we no, 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 no. The people at home may not know. Yeah, start with it. So there's a there's a skillet at South Boston Speedway, <laughs> yeah. a cast in the iron, infield, right. 
and it still has the grease on it when, when you Sam Ard used to race there. That's true. Sam Ard's car is right there, yeah. and that same grease is on that grill. So they, they, they cook it on that same grease. So that's what makes it good. It's and awesome. Yep. So onions, you, onions, green and peppers, peppers yep. mustard is what I put on. Did you on. eat all these and then race that night? No, I was a pit crew member for Hermie. <laughs> Thank goodness. I was wow. A pit crew. I, I thought you were tougher than I thought. No, I never saw the end of his race. <laughs> There's a bologna burger right so, there. All right, bologna burger. So I'd no, eat. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's way too... That's, that's, that's too a clean grill. looking. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. real. This is this has got a lot more oil and stuff in it. <laughs> but what happened was I would eat five or six anyway every Saturday that we went. And this is from the time the garage opened to the you know to after the last race. Well, Hermie had had a couple bad races in a row, and I had eaten like six or seven already. We hadn't even started qualifying yet. <laughs> and one of the guys on the team, Norby Nelson, who still lives in Lawrenceville to this day, is like, hey. See if you can eat you know, your brother's race car number is 16. Let's see if you can eat 16. <laughs> I ate 16. I sure did. What a challenge. I never got to see the race. Right. I would imagine. You just thought he was an athlete I know. Yeah. I know. I knew the bologna burger thing. I didn't know it was 16 of them. Yeah. Hey, real quick. So we talk about how your parents invested in you and Hermie as, as young racers coming up. You do that with your kids. I think it's fantastic. You coach how many teams in the last six months I've again? I've coached six different teams in the, in the last 12 months. That is insane. Yeah, wow. and, but I love it. No, I'd rather do that than anything in the world. That, that's me helping him with basketball. We just started that the first time. That's my little girl playing t-ball. I love giving back. You know, my dad was a coach when, when Hermie and I and my sister Missy came along. Mm -hmm. That's soccer, of course, last year. We won the champ. That is the night of the championship that Wyatt hit a home run in the last <laughs> inning to win the regular season oh, wow. championship. How cool is that? So me as a dad and a fan and, and, all, and, and a coach to be a part of that means more to me than anything. And I think it keeps me grounded, and I think it refreshes me each and every week for racing. So whatever weekend we had at Bristol, which we had a great weekend, we, I went home and, 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 you know, spent some time with the family. Well, we mm -hmm. had travel ball practice last night. So I was in travel ball practice last night coaching kids and doing drills with them. And they know me as Coach Elliott. I, I do not use my last name. <laughs> Just I, don't, I, I want them to try to keep it separated yeah. as much as we can. But I love coaching and being around the kids and, and do as much as I can, especially, you know, of course, my kids. I love right. it. Right. Yeah, it's fun to see that side of you. Yeah, and and I know great. it's great to give back to the kids. I know it's not easy to coach seven-year-olds, but I know it's fun as well. <laughs> parents so. are way worse than the kids. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Always the case, right? Well, hey, coming up, it's time for our driver's meeting. Elliot and uh, the guys will talk about Road America, but that's what we're really going to talk about. He's going to unveil his Darlington throwback scheme. That's coming up on NASCAR America. Sunday at 3 Eastern on NBC, the NASCAR Xfinity Series races on the sprawling road course of Road America. And then Sunday, September 3rd, it's throwback time as the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series takes on Darlington on NBCSN. Speaking of Darlington, remember who won last year's Xfinity race there? Denny Hamlin pulls to the inside of Elliott Sadler. Side by side for the lead here in Darlington. Sadler trying to do something here at Darlington he's never done before. Sadler slides wide. Denny Hamlin to the bottom of the racetrack on four. Elliot Sadler, 20 years in the sport, his first win at Darlington. Holy <laughs> Hell yeah! I've been wondering here for a long time, boy. This year's Darlington Throwback Era is celebrating the years 1985 to 1989, and we can't wait. So now it's time to see Elliot's throwback look for Darlington. Boys, I'll let you have the honors. Well, Elliot, the 
I think this throwback weekend is one of the coolest things that has ever happened in the sport. It yeah. gives us a chance to celebrate the past and also still go race in the present and get a big win like at Darlington. So let's see what you got. All right, let's see what we got. This is uh, Kel Yarborough's uh, Hardy's paint oh, scheme. Oh, nice. So there's a story with this, Jeff. So when I was seven years old, uh, Kel Yarborough came to be a part of a parade in my hometown. And I was a kid just starting into go-kart racing like we talked about earlier. And he took the time to take a picture with me, sign an autograph and things like that. So I instantly became a fan of his, especially in the Hardy's car. So Armour Foods decided to come together, put this... Uh, for, uh, up for Darlington, and we're looking forward to taking it to the racetrack and hopefully have the same success we had with my man's paint scheme <laughs> last year. Yeah, I think he's got a lot more wins there than <laughs> I ever had, uh, so it's pretty good. And, and, wow, it's, it's amazing when you think back. You just never know as a driver, and you think about this sometimes, the impression you might make on kids coming up wanting an autograph, just something very simple. 100%, and I've always thought about that with, with Kale and, and what it meant to me at such an early age, and then, you know, when I had the M&M sponsorship, and yeah. you got to meet all these kids at these, at these different functions that we did and now in today's world we got so many kids looking up to you and, and they look up to a lot of drivers and you want to represent them in the best way you can especially your sponsors so you always want to take time for those guys because you never know what it will mean and years later you know 30 years later I got to do an appearance with Kale Yarber at a Philadelphia Phillies game and I went up and told him I'm like look you have no idea what you meant impression wise to me at seven years old it, might, it was one minute out of your day, but it really changed my life the way I look at racing and, and race car drivers. So I told him thank you. And it was neat uh, that they're letting us do this. And Armor Foods is, is letting us put that paint scheme on the racetrack of all places, uh, you know, his home in South Carolina yeah. at Darlington. I grew up a Kelly Yarborough fan. I, I, I painted my go-karts like his. <laughs> Back then, I, I sent a letter to Junior Johnson and they sent me bush beer decals for a seven-year-old. <laughs> I mean, that's when, it, that's when it was fun, right? But, but so this is the car, this is the paint scheme that Kale flipped in qualifying at right, Daytona. At Daytona. Yeah. And, and uh, they, when he had, they had the backup car in the mall or something like that's that right. and won yeah, the race. The show car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's all a part of it. But to me, this was, the, that, this was the paint scheme he had when I met him and he signed the autograph. So that was the paint scheme that stuck out, you know, stood out to me. So when, when Armour Foods and myself talked about something that would probably represent me and my childhood uh, thinking of, of racing and, and looking at heroes, this is the first thing that came to mind. Awesome. Well, Before you get to Darlington, and I know you're looking forward to that, you've got the third road race in four weeks. <laughs> Are you ready for this? I think if we keep doing it every week, I'll get good at it once in a while. <laughs> you know, Road America is a definitely different animal. If you look at it, it's only 45 laps. I mean, the first stage is over within 10 laps. Yeah. So we got to qualify good. You got to stay aggressive. And there's so many different turns of that place. It's a place where... Is so many slow corners mixed with a lot of speed. You know, Watkins Glen is very fast. Mid-Ohio is kind of slow. This one's kind of right in the middle. It's got the best of both worlds. So it takes a lot uh, a lot of your driving talent and style to get around that place. Fun place, always a lot of fans there. Um, you know, we get to do it on Sunday afternoon, and, and hopefully the guys, uh, all the fans will come out and see us there. So who, who did this schedule? Three road courses, <laughs> Bristol and Darlington. That's, yes. your, that's your five races. We have a tough Ooh. August. <laughs> they didn't ask us. You know, they didn't. It's hard on the teams, really, with, with three road courses in, in four weeks. And, then, of course, throw Bristol and that, where nobody gets mad at each other at all at yeah. Bristol. Uh, but it's you know, three road courses in, in four weeks is tough. But, honestly, it's they're fun. They're all different. And, and we're kind of in the road course frame of mind right now. So it's kind of good to get them all out the way at one time. But they didn't ask us about the schedule. So does your points 
lead there that you got now that you're locked in and a pretty good lead. Does that allow you to look at doing some things a little bit differently? I know you tried that at Mid Ohio and yeah. had you a nice little <laughs> lead there for a, a corner there and, and had a little problem. I assume you got all that worked out. Looked like you two raced pretty good. Uh, Brendan Poole and you raced pretty yeah, good I, at I Bristol. I think we raced good each other. We had a conversation, you know, two, two Mondays ago and, and talked about uh, what happened at, at, at Mid Ohio and we, we raced okay at, at Bristol together. But Road America, we can be aggressive. I, I think we can try some different things. We're sitting in really good shape with our points. We, we need to try to get more uh, playoff points, championship points. So we, we need to do that. Whatever that means, and that's what Kevin and I have told each other the last couple months. If we try something that didn't work out, it's okay. Let, let's let's try a gamble on pitch strategy. Let's mm -hmm. try two ties and everybody else gets four. Whatever the case may be, let's try those things to try to get that one point. Because right now, one point to us means way more than trying to get the four or five bonus points for staying sure. out. Marty, that's about what we have here. Uh, looks like a great scheme. We'll let you take it over, but uh, really looking forward to seeing this at Darlington. It's nice that the Xfinity guys have gotten in on this, too. Always good when you can pay tribute to the man from Timmonsville, South Carolina, right? So, hey, we're taking fan questions for our guest, Elliot Sadler. Send in yours by using the hashtag AskElliot. He'll answer some of those coming up here on NASCAR America. NASCAR America is brought to you by new Mobile One Annual Protection. Proven protection for one full year. Taking up up top, taking up up top, taking up up top. Stopping, stopping. That's the problem with this damn deal right here. My wreck, eight race cars being stupid. Gas is knocking off. Includes 11, you can't stop it then to pit road. What the hell do you think is going to happen behind them? Man, the nose just got crunched. What the hell was that all about? Those guys are bagging around to make sure they don't come off the road in the wrong position. Nice little reminder that we'll have Scan All Bristol for you tomorrow here on NASCAR America, 5 p.m. Eastern. And that was just one incident that we heard about. That was just one on little Pit piece Road. on Pit Road. Yeah, imagine what the race is like. So, hey, coming up next on NASCAR America, that man right there, Elliot Sadler, will answer your questions as we continue live from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. I've known you a long time, and we've been good friends a long time. Friends don't let friends have hair like that. What, what is this? I'll be it. We snuck in. Thank you. I'm working on that hair. What, you, what, is, what are you talking the, about? What is the flip thing? Your side skirt is illegal right now. It's sticking way too far out. You have time to hang them if they're going to say your name last. They, they might, but you're doing such a good job with the brick. You're doing great. I don't want to mess it up. We but the hair looks beautiful. Thank you. Hold that. No. I'm going to keep your hat. <laughs> Uh, so for weeks, this is one of those cases where we all were thinking it. You said it. Yes. So congratulations. Some friends don't let friends have hair like that. I don't know what he's thinking or who told him that was a good idea. But the hair flip comb sticking out thing is not good. Maybe he's, there's an end goal. Maybe that we just don't know what it is. You know what's awesome when a group of friends get together and tell somebody they like their hair when they really don't? Just yeah. as a practical joke? Yeah. yeah. I just, we just had told him that brothers. earlier in the day in the TV compound that it looked great. And then you turn around <laughs> and do that. So. That's not good. We appreciate I it. I wonder when you walk into a place, do you, what option is that? Like, what page is that hair doing? Is it at the very beginning or is it near the one. very end? This is what and we're going to do. Do they pay you or do you pay them? <laughs> All questions we need to ask Rutledge, right? Yeah. Speaking of questions, the fans have asked you a couple, so we'll kick it off here with uh, Bill Lesser. He's a huge fan, Elliot, and he wants to know how much longer you're going to race. They hope it's for at least five years. What Ooh. you got for him? I, I don't know. I'm not going to put it in years. And, and it's, when people ask me, as long as I can stay competitive,
competitive. If I can stay okay. competitive, have fun, and feel like I need to put the work in and, and feel like putting the work in, doing the studying, watching videotapes, you know, working out, staying in shape. As long as I can do those things and stay competitive, I really want to win a championship in NASCAR bad. As long as I feel like I'm a contender and can be a part of the championship story, I definitely want to race. Very good answer. All right, yeah. Melissa Dara wants to know if you could describe your team's year with one word, what would the one word be? Successful. Very good. It's been successful. We're, we're where we need to be on top of the points. And Somebody gave me a stat the other day. Uh, since I've been driving for junior motorsports, 70% of the races we have been leading the points. Wow. And I think that's pretty. That's a pretty cool stat. We just got to be the leader of the points after one particular race. Yes. And that's yeah, our goal. Yeah, no. There yeah. you go. Uh, Swaggy Mc24 wins the award for the coolest Twitter handle of the day, by the way. <laughs> but he also wants to know, have you ever considered going back full-time cup racing? Uh, no, I haven't. It just, it really hadn't crossed my mind. I'm having so much fun doing what I'm doing in the Xfinity Series. But the biggest thing is I also get to spend a lot of time at home with, with my wife and kids, too. And we have so much fun together. And it's just made my life really complete and really whole. And, and I think it shows on uh, on how well we're doing on the racetrack. But I just, I really enjoy where I'm at. And I love the guys on my race team. And, and, and that's definitely home. And there's no doubt having that family time key, isn't it? It is very Nothing key. Nothing you can well, do Well, especially with that. my kids growing up, too, and, and, and being a part of their life as much as I can, uh, I, I, I want to be that dad. And I know how hard it is and how tough it is. And I've seen one of my friends go through that, too, when you're trying to race and you want to be involved at home, too. And it's, it's sometimes it's, it's hard. It's hard on you. So I want to be able to race hard on Saturdays and, and be home on Sundays. All right. Our next question is the one I really want to get to. What happened after after? Eating all those bologna burgers, 16 of them. So what happened after that happened, Elliot? Uh, I didn't get to see the end of the race. <laughs> I had a little tummy ache. You, you couldn't do that at your uh, your elderly age now, could you? I, I could it's, not do there's that. There's a bologna yeah, burger. Now that's, that's closer. But that's still grilled. It's still grilled. That's, that's, yeah, but gotta, yeah, it's, it's a grilled. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll also. take a picture of a nice bologna burger like they cook at South Boston. I'll send it to you guys, and you can share it with the fans well, one day. Just, why don't you tweet out a nice bologna burger picture? I'll do that. We'll get Kathy Rice to send us one, right? you got to have the onions and the peppers and everything with it. That's All right. right. What's your personal record for bologna burgers? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> one. Like I, <laughs> Yeah, I never uh, I never tried to do more than one or two. You never thought, why would anyone do more than one or I two, right? I thought many times, but I never, yeah. That was, yeah I think mine always came after we raced there at South Boston. Yeah, now, see, that's a wise yeah, idea. Going home, yeah. And I never thought that 23 years later we'd be talking about 16 <laughs> bologna burgers. Could you do it now? I couldn't, I couldn't, no, I could I couldn't, not do that. I, couldn't. I mean, if South Boston Speedway was smart, they would create an annual award, right? Yeah. Elliot Sadler, like, this is something they can promote on an annual basis. Who can eat the most? It's just like the Martinsville hot dog. You keep the tally yes. in the garage yeah. area, right? And you yeah. could you could keep it going. Yours would have been 16. You would have been yeah. a yeah. Eddie could keep it away. Because he eats those Martinsville hot dogs. That's right. You know? yeah. I don't think so. 16 <laughs> bologna burgers. I think that record is safe for everyone. Well, that's going to do it for NASCAR America today. Make sure you check out NBCSports.com slash NASCAR for all your NASCAR news. We'll be back here 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Good night from the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Been fun having you, Elliot. Hey, I enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for having me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.